0: Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 3070. We are complete with the novels in phase two, wave one of the High Republic mega ginormous storytelling initiative. And I thought we'd take a moment today to consider how this wave of books and how phase two overall starting out is differing from phase one in a few ways. Punch it. <laughs> Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, Wave 1 of Phase 2 is now complete from the novel's perspective, with the release of Convergence, which of course is the adult novel in this wave, and then also there was Quest for the Hidden City, which was the junior-slash-middle-grade novel, and Path of Deceit, which was the young adult novel. There is still more storytelling to come in Wave 1. For example, The Battle of Jeddah appears to be a Wave 1, situation and there will be more stories in Star Wars Insider magazine there's also the comics that are just starting to come out too so yes we're definitely not done with wave one storytelling but the way things are shaping up there are a few differences for a start we are definitely not disaster focused in this wave of storytelling the way that we were disaster focused in every single wave of the phase one books As you'll recall, the great disaster, which was the hyperspace event that kicked off Light of the Jedi. That was our major situation in wave one of phase one, and a lot of the storytelling dealt with the aftermath of that. Then we had the attack on the Republic Fair in The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott that was the wave two of phase one and storytelling around that also dealt with the before and after of that and then of course there's The Fallen Star which was the final novel in the first phase or the final adult novel in the first phase of High Republic storytelling and that detailed the destruction of Starlight Beacon but as for these first books in phase two of The High Republic well there's been no disaster (laughs) to speak of I mean yes we have the forever war that's taking place between Irem and Iruna, pronunciation, (laughs) and even that there's not a lot of significant action in the sense of it's not really tremendously war focused, right? It's definitely more about the things that are happening in and around the edges of the war and the political intrigue and whatnot. It's not about the actual conflict itself. Now this of course may change a little bit with The Battle of Jeddah. I mean it's got battle in the title for that audiobook original that's coming at the beginning of next year, but definitely not a disaster-focused situation like Phase 1 storytelling was. Instead, we get a lot of time for world building in the Phase 2 novels. We're talking about the kind of information and details about the state of the galaxy that, yes, we do get in Phase 1 to you know a large degree, but the novels themselves are very focused on the fact that we are in a frontier type of exploration situation. It's an era of exploration, of adventure, of all of these things that push the borders of known space, if you will, for the Galactic Republic out further and further and about all the things that may happen as a result. So they're kind of leading us up to the possibility that there are going to be catastrophic events happening, but they're not starting us out with that. We're not getting that jump in right as things are being completely crazy and calamitous. Instead, it's very much like they are laying the foundation for not only phase one storytelling, but also for phase three storytelling for that matter. What this also does is gives us more time for character development. We're actually spending more time with the characters and less time on the consequences of disastrous actions that are happening. And we're also spending a lot more time with our main characters than we are with our main antagonists, right? So in phase one, we spent a lot of time with the Nile and developing those characters, but we haven't spent a similar amount of time in this first wave of Phase 2 with the Path of the Open Hand. We've gotten some parts of their stuff, but we haven't really spent a lot of time with them at all when you look at it in comparison to how much time we spent with them in the various waves in Phase 1 of the Nile. And I'd say this gives us an opportunity to go a little bit deeper with the characters and to actually get a little more invested in them. And that's not a knock on the phase one stories at all. It's just a matter of the way those stories were told and the way they unfolded and how you can do character development in those stories. You can do it for sure, but you're doing it while you're also trying to move some significant action along. And it doesn't give you the same latitude for character development and for character... emotional attachment if you will by comparison and for me at least that highlights another aspect of these first stories in phase two that is different from phase one and that's there's more of a palpable sense of danger to the characters that we're meeting so far so yes from a certain point of view if you will one of the good things about High Republic storytelling is that the majority of the characters are going to be gone, passed away, by the time we get to The Phantom Menace, so there is ample opportunity for the authors and storytellers and story architects of the High Republic to decide, yeah, we're going to kill off this character, we're going to kill off that character, and certainly Kevin Scott and Claudia Gray have a reputation for being rather merciless in that regard. But... So far, it feels like the characters are even in more jeopardy with Wave 1. If you think about Light of the Jedi, there wasn't really much in the way of Danger to characters that we saw in there, and then with Wave two of phase one, yes, there was one kind of shocking death in the rising storm. And in wave three, there were definitely a couple more here and there. But I feel like we were right out of the gate with danger to people that we knew and met in wave one of phase two. And it didn't necessarily feel that way with the start of phase one. So, yeah, I feel like the jeopardy is increased. And certainly with Path of Deceit, I think the heightened tension there and the way the nameless were introduced in that story. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm white-knuckling things more with this first wave of phase two than I did with the whole of phase one. But there is one similarity between phase one and phase two so far that is a little bit surprising in a way and I'm kind of glad and also kind of not glad and I'm okay with it either way. But there's a certain character, and I've already named him, it's Yoda, who is not being deployed nearly as much as you might have hoped or expected in High Republic storytelling. The fact that he's there just makes you want to you know, grab onto him, like, tell us more about a younger Yoda. And now we're in phase two, tell us more about an even younger Yoda. And they're being very sparing in their deployment of Yoda in the storytelling so far in the High Republic. He appeared in, you know, some stories in phase Phase 1, but it was, you know, comics, and then a an appearance in Midnight Horizon, and you know, otherwise it was pretty limited, and then just, you know, kind of mentions here and there. So far, he has not been deployed in the novels of Phase 2, though he has been mentioned, and I'm hoping we get to see more young Yoda. I mean, it's very cool. <laughs> to see a spry Yoda and find out what he's been up at least I think it would be and I know there are so many other fascinating characters that they have and can develop in this storytelling so yes that's why I'm kind of like okay I'm fine (laughs) that there's not a lot of Yoda in there but I do want a little more Yoda I really do And I wonder if I'm alone in that or if you're feeling the same way, let me know. Chime in with a comment on YouTube if you're catching the show there or the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com if you're catching an audio version. I'm also on Hive now and I will put a link to my profile. It's just me, not the show. Uh, I'll put a link on my uh, blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com and in the show notes to... Connect with me on Hive. I would love to connect with you there as well. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. So it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be.